coming up in today's episode. How we're doing. And then I read his book and I was like, ah. And I think having someone telling you a kind of direction is better than not having a direction where you don't even start. I guess one of the reasons I'm actually in Japan and being a teacher at all is because of... All right, mate, and welcome to another episode of the That Makes Sensei podcast. What are we talking about today, mate? Who had the biggest impact on the person you have become? So, still, I need a bit of a second to think about this one. You're going to have to kick us off today. We all are parts of our own experiences and the people that we've met along the way, aren't we? So, uh, I think for everyone, including myself, my first thoughts are going to be towards my family and my parents mm. I mean they've had a huge impact on my life um, especially within the the teaching sphere because oh, really? my mum's from Birmingham my dad's from London he's a Cockney and um, I'm born in Essex um, and I lived half my life in Devon so in terms of accent yeah there's been some big influence there <laughs> pronunciation <laughs> styles from different parts of the country but obviously um if it weren't for you, for those influences at the beginning of your life, whoever it is, um, you wouldn't be the person who you are today. So I think that's a big one for me. How about yeah, you? Yeah, exactly the same, mate. Like, your early life is completely dependent on your surroundings, so family and um, even just a little bit extended, like your mates and your class at school and uh, yes. all the people that you surround yourself with. You That's the, like, formative years, you know, where you kind mm. of develop your personality and where you kind of fit in and in the grand scheme of life. But yeah, of course, family, uh, big influence, and um, people around me when I was growing up. But if I wanted to like single somebody out, I'd say like my brother, my younger brothers had a really big impact on my life. Because when we were young, we were just like brothers. But as we got a bit older, we became like best mates as well. And sure. you kind of develop interests together and you kind of develop almost like a, a weird bond because your brothers and really good mates it's like it's something that's quite unique and i'm sure we could finish finish each other's sentences and because we look a bit similar as well there's three years difference but we look similar similar mannerisms and so what you're trying to say to me is that in the previous podcast it was your brother instead of you oh yeah yeah it's like you know parent <laughs> what's it called parent trap when they just switched yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically that um but obviously he's not as handsome and um, intelligent as I am. That's that's obvious. It's it's the second one, so it's always like diluted. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. diluted. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like a, running out of cordial at that point. Yeah. <laughs> cordial. cordial. That's got a great vocab list. Uh, that is yeah. probably very British. I should. Yeah, it is. It um, that, that's probably going to need a better explanation, but that's what the vocab list is for. So if you don't understand, yeah. make sure you get it. So my brother, big influence on my life, but that's kind of the most safe answer it's kind of boring though isn't it let's be real we can go deeper into this i think i what i'd love to know is were there any celebrities who affected your life at a younger period you're probably not gonna be surprised based on discussions we've had in previous podcasts but rick mail rick mail played a huge influence in my life randomly when i was probably about seven or eight years old i think my dad let me watch bottom on tv and from that exact moment i was just like this is it and I loved it and then found young ones and, you know, and as a person, somehow I developed a real connection with him, R much more than Aid Edmondson, the, the other person in the TV shows, something about him that I was like, that's the kind of person that I want to be. 
kind of funny and eccentric and and he was like genuinely loved you could see when he died yeah. the outpouring of emotion much more than you see for a lot of celebrities yeah, yeah so but yeah rick mail kind of developed my sense of humor around the stuff that he did and kind i wouldn't say obsessed but it's always been a constant part of my life even sure. now when i'm gonna go to sleep i'll just put an episode of bottom on or something and just listen to it mm. um so for me rick mail 100 percent in terms of sense of humor and kind of attitude towards life what about you what what kind of famous people are we talking about yeah i i drew towards comedy as well mm. similar to you so i felt there were a few different people who were of interest for me um when i was young it sounds like we both were up past the watershed yeah for sure uh, <laughs> yeah and um for me when i was a when i was a, when i was a young'un um, when I was a young uh, I w my parents showed me loads of old school comedies. Mm. Um, it could range from like some others do have have ah, to, great. Uh, only fools and horses. Yeah, blah, 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 classic. Blah, 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 you know? But I was always drawn to Rowan Atkinson because I just find him just entertaining. You know, mm. especially his demeanor outside mm. of of being the characters that he is mm. you know this is completely different so mm. and i have huge respect for rowan atkinson as well growing up i you know when i'm talking like six seven years old i loved mr bean and you know used to get the vhs tapes and like yeah. different colored vhs and the blue one or the green one and i remember he used to do like a little introduction to the vhs like this is the green video or whatever <laughs> he used to do and i loved mr bean i used to watch it all the time uh, it wasn't until years later I discovered like Blackadder and stuff because I think you've got to be a bit more emotionally and intellectually grown up. You to need be able the to history as well. Stuff. The history yeah. is very. I mean, there's elements of it you can enjoy because mm. it's it's slapstick in parts. But mm. what I've noticed through all of the comedies that I used to watch when I was growing up was that I found different levels each year that I've progressed. You know, which I really love about the same with Young Ones and Bottom. It's not yeah. exactly like. Um, young humour but there's a lots of slapstick in that as well so exactly the th stuff that I loved about it as a kid is mm. totally different to when I like got old and was like ah oh, that's what yeah, that means that, that's the thing I love <laughs> oh. it's like that's why my dad used to laugh a lot at this part that I didn't get yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah you'll get I mean, it you'll get it one day son yeah exactly <laughs> it's like uh, don't worry lad <laughs> i like the fact that we both do a very different accent for our dad uh, yeah, mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well obviously we didn't have the same dad so they're bound to have yeah. different accents but you know my it's dad's proper true. yorkshire <laughs> my dad's from london so yeah cockney as old <laughs> yeah Ah <laughs> uh, dear, but comedy, yeah, huge part of my life growing up, and I think a lot of people our generation very much the same. Maybe not the exact same shows, but that generation of comedy and you know the TV shows that we had. How about when you grew into the social media game? Because we talked a lot about you know I'm sure we're going to go into music next and wrestling because mm, we yeah. <laughs> we've already done all of this like in the previous weeks. But I'd love to move it to a different area which is social media and and because we're both doing instagram and teachers mm. uh, online and were there any influences on your on your life that got you to even start doing it okay this process yeah. of sharing media for for free because you know it's a lot of work behind the oh, behind is. the scenes that people don't see 
Um, who were your go-to people for like, oh, I, I really like this style or this person really made me think about getting into it or this kind of thing? So this is a good question, actually, because I guess one of the reasons I'm actually in Japan and being a teacher at all is because of Chris Broad. Mm. Um, I'm sure you know who he is. For those not interested in Japanese life, Chris Broad is a very, very popular British YouTuber in Japan who makes content about Japan. And his content is fantastic. Mm. And he seems like such an amicable person. And when I kind of saw his content when I was still in England, that's kind of what generated an interest in Japan for me. And I liked the approach and his sense of humor and the way he kind of made his content. And that's what made me, when I came to Japan... That's what made me like pick up the camera and be like, okay, I want to make a video about this because I'd seen him yeah. do it. And yes, I guess it's Chris Broad's fault is what I'm saying that I'm doing this. You're playing um, the blame game, are you? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Chris Broad's fault. So uh, <laughs> he played a bit of an influence in that part of it. But then when I got more serious about content creation, I looked at some of the more popular YouTubers, if you like. Uh, Peter McKinnon is is one that I Who's that? like. He's a Canadian guy that is like a photographer, but then he like went full-time on YouTube. And his story is quite interesting, and he just seems like a nice guy. And he's really... The aesthetics and the production is really high quality, so he's nice. He's kind of like Gary... Not Gary V. Um, oh, what's the famous guy? Casey... Casey, Casey Neistat. Yeah, Casey Neistat. We're doing like the daily vlog stuff, but with a higher production level, I guess. So Peter McKinnon seems like a really nice bloke. So yeah, he's another one. How about you? Me? I mean, uh, yeah, um, I would say that that seeing just a guy making videos in their room, like uh, abroad in Japan did Mm. when I was moving over. I wouldn't say I was a big consumer of YouTube before I'm mm, 10 years ago, let's say, Mm. before 10 years ago. I would still be like TV or what my friends were talking about or whatever, that kind of thing. Mm. The only thing I would consume YouTube for would be football content, actually, Mm. because I like watching highlights of what's happened. Um, But when it came to moving to Japan, I had to research a lot. You know, there was a lot of information I needed to know. And that was when he just started, or close to when he just started. There Mm. weren't many videos in the bank back then. You know, and it was just him in his original apartment and uh, in the north of Japan. And Mm. it was interesting to watch it because he brought across... There wasn't necessarily production value, but it was a story normally mm. within each thing. So that was interesting to watch and then to see how it grew. And then I think pretty much anyone who eventually arrives in Japan thinks about making a let's make a channel about Japan kind of because thing, of which it, I did probably. do back in the day. And me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was it was eye opening the pro- for the process. And then off of that, uh, when I started thinking more business side of things, I'd, I've already... In the past, a long time ago, I've, I've been a manager of a hotel. I've helped various businesses do very well within their industries and, and turn them around. Um, but I never thought about online as being an, a business thing until I watched Gary V. Gary V. Yeah, he's he a big was one for a big. Well. Gary Vaynerchuk. He was a very big influence, I would say, yeah. on frequency of production, um, not worrying about perfection and things. And I think having someone telling you a kind of direction is better than not having a direction where you don't even start, you know, so. For yeah. sure. I mean, like when I first started getting into it, before I even knew you, like, because we talk about that kind of stuff a lot behind the scenes, mm. but I got his his book, is it How to Crush It, 
using yeah. social media, that one. And because I kind of had an idea, like, oh, I'll show up, I'll post a picture and I'll do this other thing and people come flocking. And like, you know, I'd been on Instagram six months and got 200 followers because I didn't know what the, I were doing. And mm. then I read his book and I was like, ah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, you have to take everything with a pinch of salt because you can't just copy and paste somebody else's formula for success onto yourself. But you can take the lessons that they're teaching and you can kind of incorporate into your own thing and find your own version of what somebody else is doing, which I think is important. But he seems like a funny guy as well. Not just like he's very opinionated. He's very, okay, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to put 60 pieces of content out every day. And, you know, his whole thing. And that's who he is. And, but you don't have to love every single thing about a person to respect what they do and learn from them. Right. That's no, because uh, for me, the reason why I love his style is because he's not a businessman, like in the traditional sense. Yeah, he, he obviously like... is. His mind is incredible mm. in terms of social media and building businesses and things like this. And I love that. Um, but the his his persona, mm. the way he carries himself yeah. is very different to what you'd expect to find, especially when the market is flooded with how to tips and this kind of thing. Yeah. It's really marketing technique, so. Mm. Mm, for sure. And I like the fact that he's like, guess what? I've got this opinion that maybe you're not going to like, but too bad. Or maybe he's, he's quite happy to like swear and not really give a shit about what other people think about him, which is a really good quality, good quality to have if you're online. Because if you're going to do what we're doing and you're going to put yeah. yourself out there on the internet, you better develop some thick skin because people are going to say, some nasty shit to you and if you take any of it too seriously you're gonna give up so quick you you yeah even like we're trying to help people learn english right it's not like we're reinventing the wheel we're not doing anything controversial and still some of the stuff we get you think that i'd went round to that person's house and slapped the kid like the kind of visceral reaction that you get to some things like i only said aluminium not aluminum like why are you so mad but yeah. some people are. And if you get offended by that, it's not going to work. So Gary V is very much an advocate of like, look, this is what I think. Like it. Don't like it. I don't care. Obviously, that takes time to make that mindset. There's still times now when I'm like, I really want to, you know, have a word with that person who's just mm. written a comment. Mm. You know, it may have just been like a segment, a small thing in the day. But to you, it makes can make some kind of impression. But mm. you... You, I think generally over time you begin to realize it doesn't matter. They want the reaction. Usually the reason that they're saying this stuff is they want a reaction for whatever reason. And if you yeah. give it them, you're just going to feed the cycle. So, you know, just rise above it. You know, somebody said something bad. Yeah, you'll forget about it in a couple of hours. It is, Don't worry about it. It is what it is. Do you remember that one from previous oh, yeah. sessions? It oh, is what this it is. is. This is educational now. We're recapping. Reviewing. <laughs> like a real lesson yeah. it's like we should it's like we're teachers and it? it's crazy <laughs> crazy thought yeah that's a nice discussion mate i really enjoyed it no as, as always as always so let's get to the housekeeping stuff before we move on um vocabulary sheet i always bang on about it but it's free it's free what are you waiting it's for free. go down give to it the a comments go. give it a go it, it's there click the link put your email you'll get it every episode new vocabulary sheet you can improve your vocabulary just by listening to this podcast what more could you ask for mate and Stu, what else can they do they can come find us on patreon support the podcast 
we're doing this out of our own kind hearts, you know. <laughs> Um, and because we like talking to each other and we thought we should record it. So, um, <laughs> but there's there's actually great stuff on there for you. For example, the transcript for this episode mm. where whenever we talk nonsense, you can at least find out exactly what nonsense we're trying to say. <laughs> and the good thing about the transcript is it's not really edited. It is exactly no. what we say, even if it's not grammatically correct or you've got a lot of, um, you know, uh, what. It's all in there. Because that's mm. how we speak, and there's no point trying to edit it if you want to learn what genuine conversation sounds like. So, 100%. yeah, good stuff. And one last request: if you're enjoying this, you know, if you're on YouTube, you know, press that little thumbs up button and subscribe and all that stuff. If you are listening on Spotify or Google Podcasts or whatever, leave a rating. It's the best way to help other people find Give us. Give us a like. Be yeah. our friend. Yeah, like friends. <laughs> <laughs> Just a out of context joke. Okay, yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining, guys. Great to see you again. See you next time. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Hey, that's mine. <laughs>